grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Isaiah, and Isaiah prophesies that the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together, and the child shall lead them. This is a picture of heaven, of course. We don't see that today. Uh, and dear friends of Christ, you know, when I was young, I, I remember seeing two shows about, about creatures. Uh, the one show about creatures was called Sesame Street, and they had a few creatures there. One was Big Bird and another Snuffleupagus. And these creatures lived together on a street and got along with each other, but they were kind of grumbly like Oscar the Grouch, and, and they had a hard time getting along, but, but they learned to get along, kind of like a, a dysfunctional family. They were trying to figure it all out, right? Not so the creatures of my other program that I watched when I was younger, a program called Wild Kingdom, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Remember that one? That was pretty graphic. That was a graphic show. It, it didn't show uh, these pretend animals trying to get along on a pretend street. No, these were real animals, and uh, they showed their teeth and their fangs, and, and they showed their destructive nature, and these were leopards and lions and tigers, and uh, they ate meat, and we watched them eat their meat. They were carnivores, constantly hunting, searching for something to devour. And they were not living in peace, and they weren't even trying to live in peace. They were looking for their next meal. And then these animals, they were wild, they were dangerous, and the program would show these, feasts, these beasts feeding on the entrails of some poor zebra or a gazelle. Now remember, I want you to imagine in your mind the contrast between those two shows. The creatures of Sesame Street and the creatures of Wild Kingdom. One was pretend because the writers wrote into the story that they'd get along. The other was not pretend. And we'd see a pack of wolves shred a little bunny to pieces. We would see a, a crimson-faced lion ripping at the stomach of a baby, uh, baby water buffalo. We'd see a picture of a, of a poisonous cobra sink its fangs into its prey and then swallow, swallow the victim whole. And that's when I knew. As I looked at that death and that violence and that wildness, something became crystal clear. Something happened at the fall. Something happened when Adam and Eve ate the fruit. Something horrible. It's unmistakable evidence that death and bloodshed is a curse. And the wild kingdom had devastating results with Adam and Eve's fall into sin. You see, originally before the fall into sin, the animal kingdom, the Bible tells us, was at peace with each other, like Sesame Street. And they all got along, and, and they didn't destroy, and, and, and they didn't kill, and they were harmless. Uh, Adam and Eve named them all. They, they were marched in front of Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve, in, fact, in fact, Adam and Eve cared for them. It was called paradise. And they cared for the animals, and they loved the animals. And, animal, and Adam and Eve didn't even know the words predator or prey. 
In fact, the concept of another animal killing another animal was completely foreign. However, since Genesis chapter 3, things have changed. What a world we live in. These untamed animals are dangerous. And, of course, they live by instinct. They don't live by conscience. They just attack. That's what they do. They feed. That's what they do. They fight to survive. It's what they do. You back them into a corner. You attack one of their children. They will attack you to kill. It's their nature. It's their nature. So let's consider our theme for this morning. Beasts made beautiful. Beasts made beautiful. And sadly, the wolf, what the wolf does to the lamb and what the lion does to the fatted calf is what we do to each other each day. Oh, we don't use fangs and claws and we don't rip at the entrails of each other, but we certainly, with words and deeds, become very wild. Sometimes in a wild rage, we tear at each other. We lose control of ourselves. The things we say, the things we do, the things we throw. If we could take a picture of ourselves, a video of ourselves in those moments, replay it over and over again, you'd say, well, there's a wild animal out of control. What's wrong with that nature in you? What's, what is it in that person inside of us that causes, causes that kind of thing? And it doesn't take much to provoke us either. Maybe just an unjust deed or an uns, a misspoken word. Maybe a push or a shove. Something that's misunderstood. And what happens when we were provoked? We become like wild animals, the wild kingdom. Provoked, we rip apart at the lies at those who provoke us, and we think, listen, you hurt me, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. That's just fair. That's my wild sin nature in me. And we think the people deserve it. Mistreat me, see how things go with you. And we sink our fangs into those who get in our way. If somebody causes us inconvenience, we tear at their flesh. We chomp on the bones of those who dare to cross our path. And we're seeing that in the world, increasing hostility. We're seeing that in in society, people having a lack of patience for other people. The anger goes from here to here. The lack of patience from here to snapping. There seems to be an unwritten rule that's out there that flows from our sin nature because we're wild people with wild sin natures. The unwritten rule is you hurt me, I hurt you. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you worse. You hurt me with this much force, more force is coming back at you. What kind of, what kind of attitude is that? And where does it come from? There seems to be an unwritten rule that if, you, if, if somebody doesn't share the same politics that you have, I'm going to hate you. And then we see all that anger and we see that vengeance and we see that vitriol and we see that, all that lashing out in sin and anger. We see the fallenness of humanity 
in the same way we see it in the wild kingdom. And they attack without care. They attack without concern. I want you to think how a cat plays with a mouse. I was at Alice Shadow's house giving her communion this week. She has a new cat in her house called Toby, a beautiful black cat. Toby was outside playing with a mouse. Picking it up, throwing it in the air, picking it up, throwing it in the air, picking it up, throwing it in the air, trapping it with his paws. And the mouse had enough of it, decided he was going to bite Toby in the paw. And the cat went. And that was the end of the mouse. Yeah, the mouse lost the game. Because the mouse bit the cat. And then the cat does what cats do. And you hurt me. And I'll destroy you. And that's kind of the way it is. What the cat does to the mouse is what we do to each other. And it might be a spouse. It might be a a child. It might be a parent. It might be a person we don't even know. Just cross me. Cross me. If I just, just make me annoyed, see what I'll do. Pay the price. You hurt me, I'll hurt you. We have a beast within. The beast is our sin nature. However, the painful truth is that we're much worse than the wild animals. We really are much worse than the wild animals. Isaiah, in our text, makes that clear. He says, the ox knows his master. The donkey knows his owner is the manager. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. See, the ox knows that he has a creator. The donkey knows that he has a master, somebody to feed him and take care of him. Compared to us, those animals are wise because so many people in the world don't know that they have a God. They have a God, but they won't acknowledge him. They have a master, but they they don't acknowledge that he's there like wild beasts. They run wild, refusing to acknowledge all that. And like carnivores, they kill for survival. As sinful human beings who hurt people just because we want to, we don't do it for survival like the animal kingdom. They, they kill to survive. We just kill, we just hurt because I've been hurt. And we get even. And think about how we do that with unborn babies. And we take what is defenseless and we call it unhuman and then we end its life because it's not convenient at the time think about how we destroy each other's reputations with the words we say and the things that we do how we talk about people behind their back this wild tongue that lashes out this wild beastie sinful creature inside each of us and our sin nature cannot be tamed the sin nature it can't be controlled it's it's like a bridleless horse it just goes where it wants to go it's like a fire that rages the bible says and there's no no keeping it contained and you know what about the sinful nature the sinful nature it must be killed This wild beast in us must be destroyed. And that's what Advent's all about. Advent is all about Jesus coming to 
destroy this wild beast in us, this, this sin nature that we look at and we say, why do I do things like that? Well, could it be perhaps that there's something wrong inside of us? We confess at the beginning of the service that I am by nature sinful and unclean. I am by nature sinful and unclean. I am by nature, I have a sin desire. I have a wild animal within that wants to hurt somebody. Sometimes I even hurt myself. And what is inside of me is why God came to earth. What is inside of you is why God came to earth. He came to save that which is wild in you. To destroy that sin nature in you. To destroy the sin nature in me. He came to deal with wild, untamed sinners. Jesus came to seek and save us from our beasts within with the beauty of His own righteousness. You know, Jesus says He's going to come. And He's going to come to judge. But He's not going to judge with what He sees by His ears or what He hears by His ear. He's going to judge, our text says, with righteousness. So how are we judged with righteousness? Well, it's better to be judged with righteousness than by the rules. You see, how does God deal with wild, sinful, uncontrolled, sin-nature people? He takes all of our sins upon Himself and then tells Heavenly Father, I'm the lightning rod, hit me. And then this God-man who comes to earth, He takes the punishment for us. And because He is God, has all the power of the universe in human flesh, He's able to deal with all that. And then Jesus says, don't punish them, punish me. Jesus says, I can handle it. I'm God. And that's how Jesus deals with sinners. With His righteousness. With His grace, with His mercy, with His love. Doesn't deal with us with anger. Doesn't push us around and shove us trying to make wild sinful natures behave he takes the wild sinful nature on himself through faith you become what he is and he becomes what you are and he puts his wild nature on his shoulders and you switch places and all the good that you have done is credited to him and all the righteousness that he is all the perfection that he is is credited to you and that's the way God deals with wild beasts. He makes the wild beast beautiful. He makes the wild beast righteous. And He judges us by that righteousness. Isaiah talked about that as he looked ahead to Good Friday as he expressed the Savior's work like this. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And by His stripes, the, the rips on his, on his back, we are healed. That great exchange, that sacred substitution that takes place, that transfer, all the wildness is placed on Jesus, and Jesus gives us the tamed nature of His love and perfection. And that's our inheritance. You see what happens here at church is always more than meets the eye. There's always more going on here than you can see with the physical eye. And as I look out there, I see a bunch of untamed, wild, sinful beasts, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, 
And yet at the same time, I see something glorious. I see baptized beasts. Baptized beasts who are living together. Who are learning to live together. Who are learning to serve together. Walk together. Learning to love each other. Make sacrifices for each other. And here is the church today. Even in the church today, the wolf lays down with the lamb, and the leopard is with the goat, and the cow and the bear, and the lion and the ox, and the little child is leading them. Even today, in the church, we're hanging out together. This is the playground, the practice of what's to come. And we're led by a little children. Uh, We're led by a little child. The little child of Bethlehem leads us. David's son and David's Lord. And he leads us in peace together. However, from time to time, our sin nature still gets the best of us. That, That wildness comes out. We still hurt each other with our words. We still bite each other. We still can make blood pour, but the lasting pain of our sin has all been taken care of. Jesus, by his suffering and death, has defanged us. He's defanged sin. He's declawed us. And as always, what's happening here is a preview of what's going to take place in heaven. And so what Isaiah is talking about is actually the new kingdom. And there are no predators there. No one gets hurt. There is no prey. The lion sleeps with the lamb. The child plays at the nest of the poisonous adder. And in paradise, they live in peace and harmony. But until then, until then, my friends, there are beasts. And there's wildness in each of us. It's defeated, but it still lives. And it's a dog-eat-dog world. As you head out there, I want you to remember. I want you to remember God chose you. God chose you to give you His righteousness, to judge you with His righteousness, with His love, with His forgiveness. God chose you to be part of His universe. He chose you to be part of His family. He chose you to save you with His blood, to wash you. You're a beast made beautiful by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.